The Tapper Teacher Training is an annual retreat for homeschooling parents, a live in-person gathering that brings together heart-centered homeschoolers from all over the world for hands-on learning, community, connection, and fun. And I'd love to see you at Taproot 2024. We'll gather August 1st through 4th at a camp in Northeastern Ohio for a long weekend of engaging workshops, hiking and yoga, and personal reflection. Taproot gives everyone a chance to experience and practice singing, painting, and building main lessons in order to foster a deeper understanding of the hands-on, Waldorf-inspired approach. A team of experienced homeschoolers offer guidance rooted in each of their family's life to help bring you more joy to yours. This is our 18th year of offering this amazing experience. You can learn more at artofhomeschooling.com slash taproot2024. You're listening to the Art of Homeschooling podcast, where we help parents cultivate creativity and connection at home. I'm your host, Jean Miller, and here on this podcast, you'll find stories and inspiration to bring you the confidence you need to make homeschooling work for your family. Let's begin. What great memories I have of all the sweet birthday traditions we had in our family. So many birthday celebrations with three kiddos through the years. Today, in this episode, I want to share some of those sweet memories along with ideas so you can create magical birthday traditions for your children. Here are two top tips and nine birthday traditions that are better than cake. The biggest lesson I have learned through the years of celebrating our kiddos' birthdays is that simple is better. What my children recall is often one little special touch, like a story or a song, the games we played, or friends who came. Birthdays can be made magical with just a few simple rituals. Remember, it's the care and intention that's put into the preparations that carries the magic, not how elaborate the celebration is. Another tip is to keep your child's age and stage of development in mind when planning birthday celebrations. I loved choosing themes for birthdays that were related to the main lesson block topics we were doing that year, because those topics are really lined up with what's going to meet the child where they are. Just as an example, when a child is around second grade, animal themes are great. Or when a child is in third grade, farming and gardening kinds of themes are wonderful. If you want to discover the wonders of each stage of development, 
then get your hands on our brand new free ages and stages guide. Just go to artofhomeschooling.com slash ages and stages, and you'll be able to see how the a description of the Waldorf curriculum by grade. When our kids were little, we didn't have elaborate birthday parties. We sometimes had friends over for more like a play date in the backyard, or we met at a park and added in a few games, a special treat, and a special birthday song. We'd sing the traditional happy birthday song, as well as one called We Wish You a Happy Birthday that goes like this. We wish you a happy birthday, a joyous and happy birthday to you, dear, say their name. We wish you a long, long life. Another tradition we had in our family was the birthday child got to wear a special birthday cape. This was in our family, a blue cape with a felt star sewn on the back that I stitched up when my boys were were, they were little and it lasted for years. I remember when they seemed too big for the cape physically. They had grown so tall, but they still wanted to wear it. It was so sweet. In some families, this is a birthday crown, which can easily be made out of felt. I'd also recite a birthday poem, one to them the night before and one the morning of their birthday. Here is the evening before poem. When I have said my evening prayer and my clothes are folded on the chair and mother switches off the light, I'll still be four years old tonight. But from the very break of day, Before the children rise and play, before the darkness turns to gold, tomorrow I'll be five years old. Five kisses when I wake, five candles on my cake. Then in the morning, I'd read this poem to my child at breakfast, and I'd leave a little card with this handwritten verse on it at his or her place at the table. I love this verse, a reminder that we each have our own star out there that feeds us. Here's how it goes. Above my head, the stars do shine. Each star is like a flame. And one is mine that o'er me shone when to this earth I came. Upon this earth, my step is firm. The stones are neath my feet. I see the birds and beasts and flowers and loving people greet. And every year the day returns when my star it shineth bright, and I receive within my heart the glory of its light. On my kiddos' birthdays, sometime during the day, I'd often share the story of their birth. I loved pulling out the baby books, looking through photos, and talking about all the events that transpired on the day they were born. They would then get to choose the dinner menu and the type of cake they wanted. So dinners might be pizza or pasta. Sometimes we had have we would have breakfast for dinner or carry out, but they got to decide. And then we would read these two beautiful birthday books. 
I love both of these stories and they became a tradition in our family to read them to the birthday child, each one. So one of them is On the Day You Were Born by Deborah Frazier. And the other is Oh, The Places You'll Go by Dr. Seuss. Keeping birthday celebrations simple is so important because it's easy for all the excitement and build up to end in a major meltdown. Of course, children are different and you know your children best, but I admit I had to learn this one the hard way. Children's birthdays do not have to be elaborate. We all know there are some years when a big celebration is not possible, like after a new baby arrives, with a big move, or simply in a large family. So sometimes we would we went through a phase where our guideline really was that every other year or maybe every three years we'd have a bigger party, but we'd keep it really small in between. So here are some ideas for simplifying. In our house, we would start with a theme and build out from there. And in that way, you can keep going and make it as elaborate, or I wouldn't even say elaborate, but as as festive as you would like. I loved using birthdays as an opportunity to weave in some of the lively arts that we often chose during our homeschooling lessons. Lively arts like stories, singing, poetry. I led many a birthday circle where all the birthday children, we'd gather up and hold hands and sing some songs, recite some poems, do some marching rhymes, and play circle games. I often used our shadow puppet theater to tell a little birthday story of the child coming over the the rainbow bridge to earth and to our family. Then I'd light a candle for each year of their life and tell just one milestone or memory from that year. Other magical celebrations included a safari party, a scavenger hunt, an outdoor winter birthday party where we bundled up for a hike and ate cake outdoors, a high tea party where everyone dressed in their fancy clothes and older brother served tea in a suit. I must say we also had a lot of great creative birthday cakes because my husband Brian loved making them. I asked our kiddos recently what their favorite birthday memories were, and our oldest said his was his elephant cake. (laughs) This cake, it really, the icing turned out kind of a blue color, so it was a blue elephant. (laughs) And Brian recalled how he went over to his mother's house to bake it, and he used this large sheet pan for the cake that he then cut out all the shapes, the ears, the trunk, all of that. Only he overfilled the pan and made a huge mess of his mother's oven. All I remember was how late he came home on that cake baking night. And then there was the farm and garden cake complete with a little pond that held water, actual water in the cake. This little dish that held water with a plastic fish in it and a fishing pole beside it. Cooperative games are another great addition to magical birthday traditions. And here are a few awesome books for this. So 
One of the best is called The Second Cooperative Sports and Games Book by Terry Orlick. There are two books in this cooperative game series, and this second book has a whole chapter on party games, but it is harder to find. So try your local public library. You can also check out the first book in this series, Cooperative Games and Sports Book. Another is Games Children Play by Kim John Payne of Simplicity Parenting fame. It has a lot of fun group games for children of all ages, from really young all the way through the teen years. It is also hard to find these days. And so again, you might try your local public library or a used bookstore. But there are new editions. It was broken into two books. So the first one is called Games Children Play 2 by Kim John Payne and Corey Willetsko. And it's more readily available, full of games for groups and families. And then there's also Waldorf Games for the Early Years, which is games for children aged three to seven by the same authors. Here's a really fun game idea. This recommendation comes from Art of Homeschooling team member Sarah. And her favorite game from the second Cooperative Sports and Games book was a cooperative gift opening game. It's similar to musical chairs. A package is passed around while music is playing. And when the music stops, the child holding the package gets to unwrap a layer. The fun part is... To prepare the package, you have to wrap one layer of wrapping for each child attending the party so that there is at least one layer for each child to unwrap. And when you get to the last final layer inside a little box is a treat for each child, like a spinning top or a matchbox car. It's so much fun and a sweet twist on a classic party game. A great suggestion for keeping birthday traditions super simple is by having a birthday buddy family. This idea also comes from Sarah. They have one family that they do all birthdays with, unless the child is planning a special big party. And that doesn't happen very often. With a birthday buddy family, that means only one family to invite and prepare for. Their birthday buddy family is a neighbor family down the street who has five boys. So between the two families, they have nine kiddos, and that's really all you need for a party. There are no invitations, no last minute house cleaning, no fuss. They keep all the kiddos' birthdays on the dates of each of the kids' birthdays on their calendars and check in with each other the week of. Here's what their gatherings look like. After a family dinner, they gather together for a short evening of visiting, they sing a birthday song, and eat cake and ice cream. Simple as that. Even as the kids are growing up and going off to jobs and college, they still observe this tradition. So simple and so sweet. So there you have it, two top tips and nine ideas to help you create magical birthday traditions for your children. The key, as always, is simple, inspiring, and doable. 
Thanks for joining me today and be sure to check out the show notes for this episode where you'll find all the books and resources that I mentioned and the verses and songs that I also recited for you. You can find those show notes at artofhomeschooling.com slash episode 152. Happy planning and celebrating. That's all for today, my friend. But here's what I want you to remember. Rather than perfection, let's focus on connection. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode of the Art of Homeschooling podcast. Mm-hmm.